Beitza, Perik Dalit, Mishnah Gimel, 4-3. This is a fascinating mission. It has two really two separate parts altogether. The first part is talking about using and chopping wood on Yom Tov. The mission says, Ein mavkin eitim. You're not permitted to chop wood on Yom Tov. We're talking here specifically about koros. This is lumber, lumber that was set aside on the ground um, to, so it shouldn't bend. It's been prepared for construction use. And that being the case, it's called muktza machmas chesron kis because its highest and best use clearly now is for construction and therefore people wouldn't use this wood for anything else. It's been laid on the ground, it's set aside, it shouldn't get messed up. And that being the case, it's muktza. And that's true even according to Rabbi Shimon who is lenient in many areas of muktzah, he holds of that muktzah as well. So everyone will agree, therefore, that you can't chop this wood on Yom Tov. And that's true even if it's minakorosh anishbar b'yom even if on Yom Tov itself, that piece of lumber breaks. And now, of course, um, it isn't fitting anymore for construction use, but nevertheless, uh, the general principle is that once something is muktzah as it comes into Shabbos says muktzah all of Shabbos. Their principle in Hebrew is migo deskatsi lebein hashmashos iskatsi lekuliyoma. Once it's muktzah even for um, as Shabbos comes in, it's muktzah for the entire day. Um, and the truth is that although according to Rabbi Shimon, who some Rishonim do paskin like the Lachas like him, uh, were lenient in regards to the muktzah, the Raman points out that this kind of wood is also nolad because it had been lumber used for construction, and now it's just generic firewood, and lumber that changes that way is nolad, is like a new creation, and even Rabbi Shimon would agree that nolad is forbidden to move or make use of on Yom Tif. and therefore everyone will agree, lalacha, that this wood, this timber, this lumber, I should really call it, is muktz on Yom Tif, it can't be cut. Now the next words of the Mishnah actually seem to not string together, because we just said you can't chop wood on Yom Tif. and then it says when you do chop wood, you can't use the usual implements that are used for chopping wood, such as a hatchet, that's a cardum, or a saw, that's a magera, or a magal, that's like a curved knife. Ella um, bakofits, you only can use a kofits, which is a cleaver that's for use for chopping you know, uh, meat off the bone, through the bone themselves. And the reason why is because you don't usually use a cleaver for cutting wood. So it's a shinoi. But that doesn't really string together because the first part of the mission had said you can't chop wood at all. So when could you use even a cleaver? Therefore, the Gemara says, really, it's a, a chasuri mehsara v'achachi katani. There are some words missing from the Mishnah. And the proper way to read the Mishnah is with those words added in. So it should read, avul mavkiyan min hakora shenishra me'erv yomtov. What you may do is chop wood that came from lumber which broke before Yom Tov began, because then it's no longer set aside for construction use, and therefore when it comes to Yom Tov, it's not Mukta Machas Chesron Kis, it's just generic firewood, um, which on Shabbos certainly is Mukta, but on Yom Tov it's not, because you're allowed to burn a fire if you need it. And therefore, says the, says the reworded Mishnah with the Gemara, Ukeshen Mavkian, when you do then come to chop that wood for use on Yom Tov, Ein Mavkian, you may not chop it using these implements that are usual, Again, the cardum hatchet and the magera, the saw and the magal, the curved smooth knife. 
The reason why is because when you use those implements, which are the usual things you use for chopping wood, it looks like you're acting as a regular, you know, lumberjack, and that's therefore going to be uh, like a uvnuchol, a maasachol, you're doing a regular weekday activity in chopping wood. Therefore, it's forbidden. You have to do it with the shinui in an unusual way, like using the kofits, that cleaver. It's chopping meat, and therefore, it's clearly you're not doing uvnuchol, not doing normal weekday professional lumberjack type activity. The second part of the Mishnah is really a new point, a fascinating part of the Mishnah. It's dealing with the halachas of soser. Now, soser, stira, deconstruction or demolition, is forbidden on Shabbos and Yom Tov both. Um, here you have a case of bayeshu malaperos. You have a, like a, a building that's made out of like blocks, let's say cinder blocks, something like that, but they're not cemented together. And that being the case, um, they enclose on all sides this like this you know, grain storage or fruit storage that you have inside of it. So the fruit or the produce is inaccessible on Yom because you can't necessarily move those cinder blocks. They're mukta. Um, and if you would take them apart more than that, it would be like, uh, according to Tanakama, deconstruction, you know, sort of breaking this building. Um, and therefore the question is, what happens if Sasum, it had been closed off going into Yom Tov, but then Vinifchas, the wall falls in, it breaks down, you know, somebody crashes their car into it, whatever the story is, now you have access to the fruit that's inside this closed-off building. So now, the halacha is, and this is really very surprising, says the Mishnah, no tell memokum ha-pachas, you're allowed to enter into that broken-down storage room um, where the where the breach in the wall happened, and take the fruit. Now you want to ask yourself, wait a second, how could you get the fruit? Should be mukta, you weren't planning on using it going into Yom Tov, how could you get it? inside a closed box, you can't get into the box, the box is to dismantle the box, to be stira, demolition. Maybe mukta as well. And therefore, how could it be not mukta? The answer is that really, since what stands between you and the fruit is just an iser de rabbanan, because since the stones aren't cemented together, to take apart the stones is just an iser de rabbanan of stira, not really demolition, and they never were attached permanently in the first place. And um, even if mukta, so mukta also is only an iser de rabbanan. The rule is that when an iser de rabbanan stands in your way of getting something, then the usual rule of Migo that it's, if, it's, if it's set aside as mukta going into Yom Tif, so then it's on Benish Mashas, it's Kati the Kolayoma, doesn't apply. That's a special din all to itself. Um, some Rishonim, Tosos, the Ramban, um, find it hard to accept as is, but we'll keep it that way. The halacha certainly follows this. So the rule is therefore that if you have just an Isser Durabanan standing between you and fruit, and that Isser Durabanan is removed, the fruit even though going into Yom Tov it was effectively unusable, we don't see the rule of Migudus and it's not Mukta. So just an example, a different application. Let's say you had fruit that hadn't been tithed. Now, there's an Isser of tithing fruit on Yom Tov. It's an Isser of Midur because it looks like you're being masak and clear. You're repairing like a broken utensil, but it only looks like it, of course, not really. Not really Makhlepatish, so it's only Isser de Rabbanan. If someone violates the Isser de Rabbanan and goes and tithes that produce on Yom Tov, it becomes mutter to eat that fruit on Yom Tov because all that stood between you and it was, you and it was an Isidur abundance. We don't say this general rule of once mukta, always mukta on Yom Tov. So that's what the Tanakhama holds. Now, Rabbi Meir, Omer, af poches l'charchila v'nota. Rabbi Meir says more than that. He says if you want, you can just take the stones and move them aside and move them on Yom Tov to get access to the fruit in the first place. The reason why is because he holds that taking apart the bricks in the first place is not even an Isidur abundance. Um, you can get to it l'charchila because you're allowed to move aside mukta to access food for tzorch ochel nefesh on Yom Tif, as we said. And that being the case, that's what you're doing over here. The steer is not forbidden. 
um, either um, the issue is just, you know, like I said, the, the mukta issue, and that's not a problem here at all. Um, or the Acer Kornstana Khan would be Tirchi Yaseir, which is a lot of work to move cinder blocks around and take apart a building. But Rivmeir holds no. That doesn't apply. The Isr of their button isn't there. Their free says you could even Lakhila go and take apart the building to access the Peros. The Lacha is not like Rivmeir, but the Lacha is like the Tanakam, which means if the wall did break down, you could take the produce. And the Lacha is like the Tanakam as well, that one um, who needs wood on Yomtef and doesn't happen beforehand may chop the wood, just not into two small pieces, because you might have a problem of of token, of grinding then, but uh, to the extent you need to chop the wood, you could just do it with a shinui. Uh, the Shulchan Aruch also brings that since we're not Bekiyan today, we don't know necessarily what a kofitz looks like, the cleaver, um, so then he brings a sheet that's best to use just a regular small knife or break the wood with your hands.